tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. Welcome to Clubbers. We are back. I am your host, Shaka Smith, joined by my lovely co-host, Ms. Thelma Mbezaway Daniel, who you may recognize from After Buzzer Succession. How you doing, Thelma? I'm doing so well. Thank you for having me on here, Shaka. It's really good that we're having this opportunity to talk and connect. Yeah, just so how have you been, do- we almost forget about Corona. How have you been doing with the Corona? We're kind of coming off the quarantine and of course the, the protests that are now worldwide. Yes, I know. Um, the thing that's so interesting about that is we were all so nervous about the coronavirus back in March when the, the numbers were actually much lower than they are now. Um, so it's really interesting that all of this is happening on the backdrop of coronavirus. So I think it's important to protect your mental health more than ever right now, because you cannot give and you cannot pour into any movement or into anything you really believe in or take care of yourself health-wise if you're not making sure that you're mentally stable um, to, to carry on. And I think yeah. that has to be the message for a lot of us right now. Yeah, and, and that's that's what we're talking about today, staying healthy amidst COVID-19, amidst, this, amidst the racial pandemic, with actress Lindsay Shaw from Pretty Little Liars, who has been such a great mental health advocate. So she'll be coming on right now. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting few months. Uh, <laughs> no one quite expected 2020 to look quite like this. But I don't know. I think I've been, at least for me, pretty heartened by what I've seen um, in the racial context with how many people seem to have come on board, how many allies that we do have that are that are in the streets. I'm very happy and joyed to just see how deeply connected we all are and just kind of coming into that space and realize that we have so much more in common um, than we have you know, indifferent. So it's really it's really great to see everyone coming together across the Absolutely. And thank you, Lindsay, for joining. How are you doing? Hi, I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. I think we might have to turn that phone. This way. So yeah, one more one more turn. This way. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yes. There we go. Oh, so glad for you to, so happy that you were able to join us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, so, of course, we want to talk about so much that's going on, but just personally, how are you dealing with everything? You know, we've been locked up for a while. Uh, obviously, we've got this new pandemic where we're talking about what's going on with the race. Just so many things are happening. How are you personally coping? How are you personally doing? <clears throat> um. Personally, I am um, kind of on the edge a lot. I am somebody who um, deals with mental health every day, you know, as, as an issue. And I think the COVID thing, I, I had like a delayed sort of panic reaction about that. And I, I started doing all this output on my social media. And it, I don't think I was really recognizing how anxious it made me. I've been able to settle into kind of a better practice, but... Um, the Black Lives Matter thing has been this whole other issue. So we're already, you know, personally, I've already felt in this bubble and now like this vulnerable thing. And now I, I spoke out on what I thought was, I just had so much to learn and I had no idea. I thought that the All Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter movements were akin. I didn't even see the perspective of how those movements couldn't support each other until I I put up how I was feeling on Instagram and I got a lot of feedback. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's been a lot and you know, I'm grateful for this time. It's a lot of pressure, which means a lot of change can come yeah. and um, just grateful to be like broadening my perspective on, on everything. I mean, yeah. 
I think we've had this time that's been really good for us to be home to focus on communication. Because I think a lot of it's communication. Because I'll tell you, when I heard of Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter, but you know, when it first happened, you know, I was wondering, oh, what is the difference between Black Lives Matter and All Lives Matter? And, and for me, just once I had to figure it out, okay, I get it now. And so mm -hmm. I think a lot of people haven't had the conversation because it wasn't affecting mm -hmm. them directly. And right. so this is a great opportunity for us all to, to kind of open up about that. How, how about you, Thelma? I think you hit it right on the nose. When things aren't in your immediate bubble and they're affecting you personally, it's so easy to be aloof and disconnected from it. So I think that it's impossible for all lives to matter without Black lives mattering. So it's like right now, it's such an important time for people to pay attention. And I think with this happening on the backdrop of the pandemic, it really gives people space to really have nothing else, no distractions, no travel, no fun, no brunch. <laughs> we have to take a look and see, what do we want our kids and our grandkids' lives to be like? Do we want to be a situation where we can all live in a space where we're disconnected, we can be free enough to be disconnected? Yeah. And then how are we gonna fight for it? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And it, it's, it's scary though, because it comes on the, the back end of Corona. So we do have a COVID update because we, we still wanna make sure people are aware we are in the middle of that pandemic as well. Um, it's 7 million people worldwide have been infected, um, 400 to 5,000 deaths. Of course, we have a plenty, many, many recoveries. So we, we don't wanna get people too panicked, but we wanna make sure people are aware that this is something we're still dealing with. Um, in the US, we have over 110,000 deaths and they're projecting about 127,000 deaths by the end of June. So. We still got to be vigilant about what we're doing here. Um, how are you guys managing um, the mental health of, wait a minute, we're still dealing with this, but the world is opening back up. Um, Lindsay, how are you dealing with that? I th think the film industry opens back up, what, June 12th? Um, uh, yeah, I think that's that's when it opens back up. Um, you know, I, I am obviously nervous about like an upsurge of things again and, um, I just think the, the everything's been so stirred up mm -hmm. and for things to open back up, it, it, I think it's a really vulnerable time for everybody um, and, and really a time to like take our times and, and truly try to manifest this piece as something that can stick. And, um, you know, within each of us, it's such an internal journey everybody is going through, like with this COVID and, and you know, racism becoming this, you know, back in the forefront of just mainstream, culture, you know what I mean? As opposed yeah. to it just not being identified or, or talked about. And so it's, it's just a really charged time. And, um, you know, internally, I've just realized I had so much work to do. And it's, it's, it's hard to look at without falling into a shame spiral. And then without glorifying it as well, my opinion, you know, I'm not going to change, it, you <laughs> know, because um, it's scary. It's scary what you feel. And it's scary what you see in the mirror and what you recognize in yourself. And um, yeah. yeah. That was so well said, Lindsay. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate that because I think the first thing is we have to realize that the revolution is within us. We have to first decide, how do I want to move forward? I have to dive into text because this is not new. It's written about from different perspectives, all perspectives. So you really have to do the work. That's where it starts for me too. Um, and that's all I've been doing because that's from knowledge, you can then understand that. We cannot make change happen in a vacuum. I've had to have conversations with people who disagree with me and who have different worldviews from me. But when you start to look at those disagreements as an opportunity to grow, and you really listen for what they're trying to say, what their point is, then you know how to address it. 
But when we are all stuck in our own bubbles with no error, not even a 1% error of doubt, then there's no real place for communication and dialogue. And there's just, we can't afford it anymore. Things must change, enough is enough. Yeah, and I think, I think what we're getting at is that racism is actually a mental health issue. And um, these different um, organizations have come on board with that. American Academy of Pediatrics, American Medical Association, American College of Physicians have all classified now racism as a mental health issue. I think if we haven't been looking at it from that perspective. Um, mm. So I think when we look at it from that perspective, we can still even say, oh, something I don't deal with, but I want to recognize to make sure that my own mental health is taken care of as I deal with right. others. It's so, like a deeply manifested fear in the brain. Yeah. It just sort of just like, like, putrefies yeah it, it, it's 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 crazy just and how the relationship between even the national news about race has also been shown to increase chronic stress comorbidities in african-americans because we are stressed about the news so even if we don't know what's happening personally or know the person personally um the science has shown that this actually causes stress levels within us, within us to rise i'm going to guess now with this particular case it's going to happen for the more general population as well because everyone's really paying attention and focused yeah. Um, just, I was wondering physically, um, Lindsay, what do you do to kind of physically deal with mental health? Uh, I do yoga. Yeah. I, um, I wake up and I have some floor exercises that I do. I love going on walks and hikes, like the more space, the better. And that's been, that's kind of been the hardest thing about COVID. It feels so claustrophobic right here already. Mm -hmm. Um, and having to deal with that in a different way was really challenging and still is. And, you know, the yoga really, really helps. I love it. I'm getting back into that and doing my Kundalini practice, but the consistency is really hard for me right now. It's just as always, but like, it, it's, <laughs> you know, it's been even like a little bit harder. Cause you kind of just, I don't know, you just don't want to deal with things all day. So, <laughs> but the more physical activity I do really, really the better and just eating good and my shakes and, you know, yeah, I'm such a big fan of yoga, like checking myself in with yoga. How did you get into yoga? What was like, how did you make that shift? Okay. If it was a shift. So, no, it was a big shift. So I left LA after being here for um, 15 years and working steadily for 15 years since I was 12 years old. And I, I had to take a break and go to, to Arizona for a couple of years. And in that time... I was like, what do I do with this time? Um, I just felt so disconnected from my previous identity. And I was going to yoga at the, you know, um, and uh, then they were like, yo, there's a teacher training. And I was like, what could be better than that? <laughs> so I went and took a vinyasa teacher training. I met one of my best friends um, and, and it, it kind of opened up to me. I, I love the journey and um, I love coming back to it after I've been away for a little while because you get kind of like on that high again. <laughs> yeah. I gotta do it like twice a day. I love it. I'm definitely a yoga person. I go to high yoga. That has been probably the biggest part of that's my go-to a lot. And the reason I love yoga so much is because it is very physically challenging in a lot of ways, but it's also very much mentally um, teaching you to kind of step into that meditation aspect of it as well. So I think kind of what, what Shaka was talking about, and I can relate to that, like with the consistency and falling out of it and falling back into it is so beautiful because when you mm. fall back into it, you realize that 
This is why I love it so much because it connects all of these together and I can really bring that safe space that I need. And I think what you said, Shaka, is so true. It is a mental thing and we are all feeling, we're all dealing with it. It's really important to like make sure that you are figuring out what you need to do to make sure that you're physically hit, um, fit. If not, you can't really do anything. You can't really do anything. And for me, I do the same thing where the gym is sort of my outlet for mental health as well. And I've been nervous because the gym's opening back up this week and I know that I'm gonna feel amazing if I go, but do I wanna risk myself? Uh, are you guys nervous about this first week where we're really opening up more of the consistent, let's get together arenas of our life? And are you even going to jump into it too? Let's yeah, I mean, I think I I might start going to the gym like at five in the morning just to see, <laughs> but oh, yeah, how about you guys? I mean, that, that might be good. Like that, that would be good. And do, I mean, of course it's, it's very nerve wracking. We've just gone through this huge, like <laughs> stay at home order <laughs> and um, you know, and now we're getting back into the public. I feel like that, like automatically with letting people back out, I just feel like people's worry is going to go like this. Like they're not even kind of going to be considering it anymore. Yeah. And I'm definitely one of those people, <laughs> but it's just, um, yeah, it, you know, I, I pray that things are safe. I mean, I don't think they would be able to say that we could go if, if things, you know, weren't at least mostly going to be okay. Yeah. But I just think those precautions still got to stay in place, still up on the vitamins, still with your sanitizer, mm -hmm. with the mat, you know, I would still yeah. with the mask for a while. Yeah, I'm like, I might do that for like, even after they say we're fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think we can't live in fear. We can, we can right. not, like, I'm, you can't live in fear because honestly, at that point, you're, you're rotten from the inside, you know, from the inside and you can't even, you can't cope. But I do think it's important that we still continue to pay attention to our health and where our energy is going and flowing, especially our thoughts um, when we come out of it. So I think yeah. that's really the thing. But for me personally, I'll be in the house for a while. Like, I don't really see myself. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not gonna be a part of the first wave. Like, <laughs> no, like, absolutely not. Actually, Nisha actually talked about this a little bit. This is honestly, I know there's been so much negativity around everything that's going on right now, specifically COVID that I'm, I'm discussing right now. But there's such a beautiful silver lining when you have to sit with yourself, face yourself in the mirror, and that's for all of us individually, and you have to address what you need to do for you, mental health, mental health-wise, physically, or even with your goals. So this has been a silver lining for everybody to have like a reset, so. Yeah, and to like really check back in with their health, no matter what, if you if you were affected by COVID or not, and you know, hopefully that's something that can continue in your life in some way, and you know, I'm, gonna be taking these things with me too. I do already with the shakes and, and whatever, but it's just like a yeah, good highlight on health again. We're reminded to be a little bit more vigilant. Um, and, and so what experts have said after um, the sort of hopeless week that we've had, um, there are about five steps we can take to kind of deal. Um, the, the first is acknowledge your feelings and put a label on them. The second is connect with others. Three is get involved. Four is be kind to yourself. And five is acknowledge the good. Um, so Lindsay, of those different points, what do you think is the most important or what have you found the most comfort I, in doing? Those are two different questions for me, but the acknowledge the good oh. is I know the most important one on the list. Yeah. Um, because I just find that almost impossible to do. Like I live in problems. Um, I don't know because the mind can live most frequent, like I'm best there. I don't know, but it's, um, I, I think acknowledge the good and then and then the the other the get involved one I know is very important as well um 
and acknowledging your feelings. I do a lot of that. And then a lot of just like sitting and just like still acknowledging you like, <laughs> and never move past the acknowledgement stage. Like let's accept it. Let's work through it. Let's move through it. But um, yeah. How about you though? Uh, for me, it's definitely putting a label on it. Cause for me, you know, Brianne Brown has this beautiful quote that just speaks to my soul. She says, the body keeps score and it always wins. And what that means for me is I am somebody who can communicate and I can advocate for so many people. But a lot of times it's hard for me to search within myself to say exactly, oh, okay. I will say Brianne Brand Brown has this beautiful quote that says the body keeps score and it always wins. Um, and for me, that just really speaks to me because I'm somebody who I travel through a lot of time and I carry a lot of things on me, but I never really address it. And it's so much easier sometimes to advocate for other people, advocate for causes. When you're really going through things, it's hard to advocate for yourself and you carry that weight in your body. You feel it. You're not able to sleep. So I think that for me, putting a label on things allows me to now step back and be like, okay, how am I going to address it? At least now I know what it is. Um, and I think this time has also been really interesting because you also see who is a friend and who really makes it. And that's a big part of mental health, right? Who is your support team? Do you have any tribe members that fell off in this time, Lindsay, where you're just like, okay, because of COVID, I'm sure you're showing this happened. This time it showed me that you're not going to make it in the long run. You know, this has been like some people come closer together. Some people is like, sorry. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I've done both of those in this quarantine already. I've, <laughs> I've definitely been the one who's like fallen off and been kicking people off. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, you re I, I have one relationship in particular that has grown really strong and, you know, a couple others have dissolved. But uh yeah, this new relationship that I'm gaining with myself, it's like, it's the most that there is, you know, and I got to just focus on that and, and the good people and, you know, everything is kind of temporary in this life. So just let go what doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that's, that's true. I feel like this time has changed a lot of like personal relationships between people <laughs> from mm -hmm. both pandemics. People are going, <laughs> my circles either expanding or getting smaller. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, um, exactly. So we also need to address uh, some of the COVID myths and one of the COVID or not myth, but people were really wondering if sunlight can disinfect your mask. You know, it looks like we'll be wearing this mask at least to the end of the year. So pe people really want to know this. UV light can disinfect your mask, but we're looking at UVC light. It's mm. Bill Anderson out of the University of Waterloo. He's a chemical engineering professor. So he wanted people to know that sunlight, UVA, UVB, the UVC is mostly blocked out by the ozone. And that's the light that actually can cure or, or can sanitize your mask. And a lot of the commercial, a lot of the commercial products that people are offering aren't strong enough to do that. So you want to get medical grade UVC, but even that's dangerous to do. So generally, sunlight won't do it. Maybe you want to wash your mask or get a different mask. <laughs> just for Lindsay, how have you dealt with the disinformation that's come out about COVID and just in general about the health industry? We're always getting new fads and new things. How do you deal with that? Uh, you know, I. I almost try not to, I think like, um, or just try not to like go into a lot of that news. I'm a super susceptible person. I'm very naive. Like I'm not great with the research, but there are a couple of <laughs> tried and true people that I really trust yeah. that kind of like not do the research for me, but kind of break it down and are like, this is what I would choose. Cause mm -hmm. I, I don't have any barometer for that when I'm in there and it's overwhelming with the entire selection. But, um, I, yeah, I just try to trust, find people that I really trust for the sources more than anything. 
Yeah, that's a really important acknowledgement because I think a lot of us don't want to admit that. And so we try to be the source and pretend we know that we're, what we're doing rather than trust someone that actually does that we've already kind of vetted. Right. I think that actually does help a lot because we can't we can't possibly know everything. Yeah. Right. I think right. that's also a really good point for you to make and for your viewers to also know because just, you know, we're talking about the pandemic, but also with everything going on, Black Lives Matter, some people are so disconnected. And, you know, even like a comment you made earlier, like they wouldn't let us go back outside if it wasn't safe. And I think a lot of people have that mindset when it comes to our government, when it comes to our society, when it comes to just how we live our lives, so much trust in the system. And I think that mm -hmm. that's also important for people who disagree to remember um, to kind of understand that we could be seeing do things through very different viewpoints and acknowledging that can really give an opportunity the same way you learned and the same way you learned Lindsay that yes we are all kind of saying the same thing but now you see it from the perspective of Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what and it's I literally all about. It's about perspective and not mine but the bigger like whole thing you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah it's it's a lot <laughs> and lovely. And, and it's a lot. Absolutely it's a lot. lovely. Yeah. How, how have you dealt with routine? Because I know that you work with the Flat Tummy app. And mm -hmm. so has, has routine helped you? And then how do you get back into routine when you fall out? Um, so I'll definitely fall out of a routine. I Like, when I fall out, it's like for a few days at a time, like, or a week or so, like a, a while. But it always feels like it like it's what adds structure to my life and at least can give me 30 minutes of just like quietude so that flat tummy app was amazing because it was these high intensity workouts you didn't have time to like not high intensity but you could make it your own pace and you didn't have time to think they were repetitious workouts um that could be done in 30 minutes anywhere with a yoga mat and um i really enjoyed the way that that made me feel and then having my greens smoothie like that put me on the like a, a, a good buzz all day of like like feeling good to start the day and wanting to go outside because otherwise I suffer from a lot of like I said anxiety and blah 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 but um yeah that flat tummy app was lovely because you can even do it at a friend's you know you can honestly do it anywhere if you're waiting yeah. for somebody if you're you know maybe that's the important part because for me I, I'm like what do I pick because there's so many things out there because like things popped up almost overnight do this at home this fitness thing at home this fitness thing at home right and if you're into cleanses, the flat tummy app is good because they also have a cleanse that goes with it. And I know a lot of people have problems with cleanses and you definitely need to know if you're a right candidate for a cleanse. Mm -hmm. But I just think that they do wonders for the body. It's like a little bath for the inside of the body. And then you can couple it with this workout that, you know, you know, they're vetted together. So I just, it's a great routine. I use a different kind of athletic greens, but I still use some kind of smoothie afterwards and you know, it's nice. Girl, you hit it right on the nose. A cleanse is necessary, okay? I love <laughs> cleanses. I think that we're all going through a mental cleanse right now. It's so important. Hey, it's yes. Like, yes. I cannot stress enough how the revolution is so independent. No one is coming to save you or tell you your role. You must educate yourself, figure out what you must do to impact yourself and then the people around you. I've had to really do that because I'm consuming so much information. And so important. sometimes you feel you feel defeated already, right? Because it's just so much that you didn't know, you you know, whatever. And yeah. so I can be like, okay, how can I re I can start by making sure that I'm being healthy and I'm taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. And I make sure that I'm not you know, not doing all of these things that are unhealthy for me that really take me to where I don't want to be. And then going from right. there. 
I think a yeah. cleanse is so necessary. I just did, a, I'm on a wonderful cleanse right now. It oh starts with like a straight 36 hour fast, which sounds really dramatic for a lot of people. But <laughs> it's alkaline, um, alkaline class. You just kind of get everything out. You're only drinking water. And then you step into like going through vegan, um, which I am already for 10 days straight. So I think it's really important to make sure that you find what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's okay to pair things up. It's okay to listen to different mm-hmm. people and create your own, your own, um, mix or remedy that works for you depending on how 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 much you trust yourself in this field yeah. right right I think like honestly I think because there are so many things to choose but you can honestly choose them all like you can do the flat tummy app for six months you can you know go go do yoga for six months and find other things that you like and um add to each other I think changing up your diet and your workout routine is super healthy I mean if if you want learn to experimenting like that but I just think it's good for the gut and um yeah, just more yeah. fun, you know, and in if general. You fail, there's so much out there now. So if you fail, you can move to something else. Don't quit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't quit. Just just shift. Yeah. <laughs> you come back up. I mean, honestly, for me, it's whenever my skin starts talking. When it, if I even get anything on my skin, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm not eating well. It's <laughs> like, no, look, because your skin will tell you. And I your think body that, tells you. And like what you said, when you fall out of yoga and you go back in, you realize why you love it because you're benefiting so much. No one has to tell you to, to be vegan or to eat clean. You know, you you can tell when your body your body feels lighter. You just you're like, okay, I feel like myself again. <laughs> yeah. That's half the battle. Like that is half the battle. Um, so I agree with you completely. Yeah, I think nutrition is the important part. And so, of course, I was doing my research on you, Lindsay, and I came across this personal quote. Um, our food supply has become so contaminated with artificial concoctions that are passed off as food that we don't know how to feed ourselves anymore. Um, and of course, you went on to talk about the food supply and um, it being of the utmost importance. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Um, so I've... D- I used to be like so into nutrition, all about like the health and I did a lot of research and I completely believe that. But I think I've fallen into don't know how to feed themselves anymore. Like that part of the quote for right right now, like I have my shake, but it's hard for me to, um, I'm a huge like snacker at this point. I think that's also just like (laughs) from nervous energy and being in the house and snacks. And um, I hugely believe that, that the book Skinny Bitch is, unbelievably short and easy to read and full of so much beautiful information. Um, It's fascinating what we're willing to eat, like myself included, you know? And I just think um, if they would offer more education about that at a younger age Mm -hmm. where your brain is, you know, ready to, more ready to receive it and and fall into that routine early, um, you know, that, that would be way better. And teachers had to cook some dishes. Like I know there's home ec in high school, but I didn't go to a regular high school. I went to homeschool. Start that in seventh, eighth grade, middle school, whatever. But Nutrition, something, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something more than the, peri- like the, not the periodic table, the triangle. Something yeah. More than, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, that's a great point. I think that, I, I just think that your point just speaks to how much we don't know um, and how much we've been deprived on when it comes to just critical thinking for ourselves. Right. And, and yeah, because as an educator, I I also see it in the system just like we really don't necessarily 
teach people to think for themselves. You have to make a decision as an educator that you will make, you will put people, you put kids, you will divorce that idea that you have any hierarchy to them. And I think from there, then kids start to have questions and you can think for yourself at a young age, which allows mm. you to then learn these things that you need as you go up. And I think that those are two things that we really need to step into, like nutrition and being self-sufficient moving forward. Mm -hmm. This really shows mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a beautiful point. Exactly. The world changes in like three months. <laughs> right? It was yeah, like, what's going to happen? Literally, we could like all run out of food. I don't, I don't know how to sew. Like, I, I'm just saying, somebody could say they don't know how to sew, yeah. you know? And I think this is the wake up call for everybody. Like, okay, let's go learn how to like plant tomatoes, you know? Yeah. How would I survive in the woods? Right. Yeah, what is even happening? That? Like, that's going to be the next like reality show, people, the big survivalist. <laughs> I love that show, Naked and Afraid. Those people are so impressive. Right. And that was before this all happened. So now i got to go back and like make sure I pick up the skills again. Because <laughs> by the end of watching the season, I really felt like I could survive in the right. Amazon. Right. No, like I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in. <laughs> I, I got to talk to you about the, the industry, the acting industry. A lot, of, a lot of it's changed. A lot of it's shifting right now, at least currently the online. You know, so many shows, even SNL, you're watching there on Zoom. Um, yeah. Are you excited about that shift? Do you think that's just there will be a permanent shift towards remote work, whether it's auditioning or actual acting, that'll that'll change the industry at all? Yeah. Yep. I think I think yes, I absolutely do. Just because um it just kind of goes along with the age that we're in where everybody's a creator and everybody has access. And I think it's dismantling this um machine so that it maybe can be rebuilt or in a new way with more perspectives available to it without there being so much like behind the scenes there's so many levels to this you know to get your art across and it's it's not like that I think it's it's giving people power as creators and it's it's that's a beautiful thing um wherever you're starting and um so I'm grateful I'm scared because I don't ever consider myself like a first-hand creator I was always like I love to amplify what was there and, you know, like just bring my um, voice to bear on it in, in, you know, in an emotional way. But I'm, you know, I think it's necessary, timely, and there's no stopping it, you know? So yeah. it's like, get on board and shift with it. Yeah. I mean, hey, we're on Zoom right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it pushes us to also be more creative as we ask creators, mm -hmm. hosts, uh, it really does. It's, it's truly pushing you to do, you know, you have to do so much more. And I think for some people that can be overwhelming, but truly it shows you how much you want it, you know? And I think there are, mm -hmm. there, I was on a producer call last, yes, last night. And I know that some shows are having, they are going on with filming, but they are bringing their crew in, quarantine them together for 10 days before then going forward. So I really do love that in an industry that is really about making the money as well and making the art, they're really taking their time to take care of people, take care of their cast yeah. and the crew. Um, so I'm really proud of us in California. I'm really, really proud of how we've handled this. Yeah. yeah, whoever thought like that the, it would come to a halt like that. I mean, I, I haven't done my research. I don't know when, when else the film industry has done that, but that that's, that's wild. Crazy. Yeah. What are you what are you working on currently? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm working on settling my feet here again, um figuring out what my own output is and really like what I want going forward and sort of like forging new relationships with 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 a team that I really believe in. I I feel like 
everything kind of needs to be revamped and that's also hard to jump into, but um, yeah. So, so you're embracing things like TikTok? Oh my gosh, TikTok? <laughs> that's my professional career. I totally forgot that I was a pro TikToker. Um, yeah, no, I would in the past have been one not to jump on that train at all. But like I said, the anxiety was so strange for me. Like when I was alone in the house at first that I was like, for sure, I've never danced before. I'm going to do this weird <laughs> whole thing. Like, and then doing the little skits by myself, it just felt like, it just honestly felt like an outlet and some like normality. And like, I was making an audience when, you know, there wasn't one. And that always makes me feel a little bit better. The, the positive so, side of social media that we can interact and feel better. You know? Yeah, it's that we're alone, but together. people laugh, man. People like, like, just you know. Yeah. People that. just want to connect. You know, people just want to <laughs> feel. People just want to connect. We just want to know that we're not alone. Oh, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. You're not. You're not. At the end of the day, seriously, and honestly, that for me, the Black Lives Black Lives Matter protest has been this: you are not alone. I've never seen so many people of different races and different, you know, genders, just everyone coming together and saying Black Lives Matter. Mm. And so that's been that message. But we do have a little segment called Fit Club Five, where we ask you five rapid fire questions that uh, just the viewers get to know you. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay, the last person you texted. Mom. Dream dinner guest, alive or dead? Nietzsche. Ah. Uh, last meal you ate? I don't know why, but I woke up and I ate a Greek frozen yogurt fruit bar. Okay, that sounds pretty healthy. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't like a meal, but I got to have an RX bar after this, but like, I just thought <laughs> that, and, like, you know. What is your favorite junk food? Ooh, double stuff Oreos. Oh, that's good. I've had Oreos. Double stuff though, man. Double yeah, stuff. That was my jam. <laughs> cream to cookie ratio. If you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Steak and potato. Oh, classic. Nice. <laughs> it's like my favorite. Like my favorite. <laughs> Well, that is our Fit Club Five. Uh, we got. Thank you so much for joining us. But I do have a, another question for you before we go. Um, you've been such an advocate for mental health, and I know you've had your own dealings with mental health. When you've had or been in the worst of it, how was it you were able to find your way back? Um, yoga was a really big part of it and still is. And um, I had a couple of really good friends around me, but if, if there's not that, you gotta find somebody like that. Even if it's like through a program or a therapist that you can trust and talk to. Um, therapy, therapy, therapy. I know that that's like just sometimes not an option for people. There are a lot of mental health groups. I don't know, it, just, it, it, hurts, it hurts my heart you know, to, to feel that, um, you know, the, the mental health community, I just have a lot of empathy there. That's really inside my bubble. So I just think as much as you can reach out, I read a lot of fiction books actually, like also when I, cause I would read all these like self-help and spiritual things, but the fiction takes it like you escape, you, you go. So if you like to read, definitely escape into some fiction. Um, the TV always makes me laugh. Even if you just need 30 minutes to just change your, your frequency baths always helped me with like mineral 
you know, just salts and just treat yourself to a nice bath. You get some lavender petals, you throw them in there and <laughs> candles. Light some candles, okay. Yeah, you get out feeling really, really um, good, but you know, it's rough. And, uh, and, and I just think as healthy as you can be eating, because I know like when you start to feel that mental health, you just want to, you know, tune out with food, tune out with everything. And it's like the nutrients really do help you get in a better mood. Um, even when I just like down my shakes or, or whatever, it's like immediately that, that just kind of elevates me. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. We, we, we appreciate it. Uh, I think the viewers definitely appreciate that, but thank you so much for joining us here. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Shaka. So nice to see you and you call too. my energy. And Thelma, you are just absolutely stunning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Everything you said. Yeah. Thank you for joining Thelma. Where can they find you Thelma online? Oh, you guys can check me out at Thelmi on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can I'll be on succession and I usually do red carpets. And it's really important to just make sure that you're taking care of yourself right now. Everything you said really hit home for me. And I think that uh, I'm really glad that I had the opportunity to be in this space and share this information and share this time with you guys. I appreciate your honesty. And um, yeah, you guys can follow me and I'd love to reach out, say hi. I'd love to talk yeah. to you. And I'm definitely going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> And Lindsay, where can they find you? Oh, oh, um, uh, at Lady M Shosters. I'm on Instagram. There'll be a little check mark there for who is me. Cool. And then I will, you guys can find me at Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. Also now TikTok with Lindsay. <laughs> we'll yes! see you guys next oh, week. <laughs> Love that. See you guys. On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live, Hollywood redefined.